Hello, Mama. Coming to you live from my closet. So cozy in here, and I'm staring at my sweaters. So I know we just talked about fall and back to school, but they're uh, calling my name. Just I can't wear them yet because it's blazing hot outside. <laughs> but I hope I hope you're getting some fall breezes where you live. Maybe you have some fall trees and oh man, I miss fall weather. But do people actually get fall weather in August? Does anyone get fall weather in August? I don't know. I'm sure someone does, but definitely not over here. We don't really get fall weather at all. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm going to share with you today something that God has been teaching me, that he has put on my heart for me to, to encourage me when I was feeling a little... Oh, it just needed some encouragement. Uh, and so I'm just excited to get to share that with you today. So we're going to hop in in just a minute. But before we do so, I just want to remind you of just how much it means to me when you just take a minute and either leave a review on Apple Podcasts and just a start and a written review. Uh, first of all, it just encourages me so much. I'm like, okay, I can keep going. I got this. And it just is so huge to me. Uh, or when you share on social media and you post, you know, maybe reshare your favorite episode, something that's been encouraging you. I, you guys do a great job sharing because I know the word has been getting out and it just um, blows my mind what God is doing. But if you have a second, you know, I work so hard to deliver all of this content to you for free and I love doing it. It's a blessing to me. But if you could just take a second and share it or leave a review or, um, you know, whether it's on social media or sharing it with a friend, whatever it is, just take a second to share what God has been teaching you and how it's been encouraging you. And, um, that would just mean the world to me. So thank you for that. And thanks for being here. Like, it's just amazing that you're here. I, I can't tell you enough. It blows my mind and it's just great. So, uh, it's been so fun being in the Academy as we, we launched, uh, this week at the time I'm recording this. And it's so amazing to get actually like get to see some of your faces live and hear your stories and see how God is working in you and how he's speaking to you and to get to speak directly into you and to some of you. It's been so incredible. I'm so encouraged. I, I just love, I love doing the Academy. So can't wait for next round. Keep it on your, on your mind. If God has been pulling you in that direction and you just haven't taken that leap, but we'll talk about that in the coming months. Uh, not time today for that. So let's, without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. So today we are, like I said, going to talk about something that God spoke to me when I needed some encouragement, when I was feeling like, why am I going through all of these hard things? Why are all of these trials before me? You know, for me specifically, I was feeling like just a little disheartened, like with myself, uh, with my situation a little bit and, and kind of confused, honestly, because, you know, the season that I'm in, I feel like all of my prayers are being answered. 
like so many prayers that I've had for so long, like a a new home. I mean, I, I can't even believe that God is giving us a new home. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. And so there's so much anticipation there and so much gratitude. And so I'm so thankful for that. So that's being answered. Then, you know, our baby number three is on the way, which just also blows my mind. I can't even believe we're going to get to be parents of three kids. It is such a blessing. And I'm so excited, you know, and then there's just how God has been, um, helping me step into my calling and the purpose he has on my life in greater ways. And there's just so much fruit that's coming out of it. And I'm, I'm loving and thriving in uh, my ministry work in the church. And I'm loving and thriving in doing this podcast and getting to coach you guys. And uh, it's just amazing how many women that got brought into the academy. I mean, it filled up and it just, I can't even believe it. And so all of these things are happening, all of these answered prayers, and there's so many like other little prayers being answered along the way. And so I was feeling like, oh my goodness, this season should be so amazing. It should be perfect. It should be feel filled with joy and filled with excitement and filled with anticipation and all of these things all of the time. But I was kind of not feeling that way. I was kind of feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling a little hopeless at times. I was feeling the chaos. I was feeling some anxiety. There's there's just so many kind of negative emotions that had been swirling around me. And I was like, why? Why is this happening? Shouldn't I feel like, like, what's wrong with me? Shouldn't I just be in this state of perpetual bliss and gratitude? Why is this season hard? I don't understand. It should be the best. And I just, there was just so many things on my mind constantly. Like I I just felt so weary with all of these things that were in my hands, all of these details that I had to execute on a daily basis all the time. And there's now there's packing right on top of all the normal day-to-day stuff. And with that purging, right? So there's like constant decision-making. Should I get rid of this? Should I pack it? Should I leave it out? We're not moving for a couple months. So am I going to need this? Do I never need this? Do I want it in my new home? Right? And so like that decision fatigue was setting in, uh, planning for the new home, which is so fun. So fun. I love it. But Again, decision after decision of, is this the best choice? Is this the tile that I want? I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I'm being overly dramatic, but it, you know, it just, there's so many decisions after decisions and don't get me wrong for a second. I am beyond grateful and I cannot believe that we get a home. I cannot believe that, you know, we're not redoing the whole thing, but we're doing a few remodels and a few of the bathrooms. And I cannot believe that we get to do that. Like I've never done this before. It's, it's an enormous blessing. So don't, don't think for a second, I'm not grateful, but this is the problem. This is why I'm like, wait, am I not grateful? Because I'm feeling so overwhelmed of choosing all of these things, you know? And then there's like the pregnancy and Oh man, my body has just not been keeping up well this time. You know, my hips always kind of hurt during pregnancy a little bit, but I, you know, going to the chiropractor the last two pregnancies has been a game changer. Um, but then, you know, this pregnancy in the beginning, it, it felt great. And I was helping and I was like, yeah, barely feel this. This is awesome. And then in the last like few weeks, months, I have just been in constant pain in my hips and the chiropractor helps for like a day or like a week and then it starts again you know, and then just the added tiredness and just my body needing to slow down and not run at the pace that it usually is. And, you know, then there's pregnancy appointments and, you know, then there's just the chaos in our home. Like we're halfway packed. (laughs) There's just boxes everywhere. We're getting rid of stuff. My husband wants to get rid of like our big couch 
which we're going to get rid of it. But I'm like, wait, where am I going to sit until we move? Because this pregnancy body needs that couch. Like that at the end of the day is my like solace of like, I do not have to move my body another inch. And it's this couch is going to hug me and it's going to be amazing. I'm like, where am I going to sit? And we just, we're kind of in this constant state of feeling like in between, like there's no, um, you know, as I'm trying to even create systems and rhythms in our home, it's like, the, I, I, I keep, feel like I keep hitting a wall because I'm like, well, well this is going to change in a minute. Or, you know, this rhythm can't quite work right because I need to add in packing to our schedule. And, uh, you know, so it's like all of these, these things that I want to be just there and, and that help me breathe and bring me peace are missing. And just knowing that this home is so temporary just makes it so hard to, to stay planted and present. And, you know, just, just this constant knowledge of all of these tasks that need to be done. And they're in front of our face constantly as the boxes sit there, as you know, all these tasks mount up. And, you know, I, I, I notice in all of us, we're affected by this. Our moods are affected. I see it in my husband at times. I see it obviously in myself at times. I see it in my kids at times. And so this season is, has been wearing on us. And so I, you know, and I'm not sitting here complaining. These are just the things that have been making it feel overwhelming and weary. And so I was just talking to God and trying to figure it out. And like I said, I felt like I should be happier. I should be at more of a place of peace. Again, all my prayers are being answered. What is wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Why am I not just bubbling over with gratitude all, you know, 24 hours a day? And God just whispered something in my ear that I hope will encourage you because it encouraged me. And it just was this, this realization I had never had before. And he said, the promised land always comes with sacrifices and battles. The promised land always comes with sacrifice and battles. Think about it. You know, if we go to scripture and we think about the Israelites, right? You know, they're, they were the ones in, when they were stuck in slavery in Egypt, that they had this promised land that, that was told to them, that was promised to them. They were going to this promised land. And, you know, when they were set free from Egypt, their prayers had been answered, right? They'd been praying for a long time. I can't remember how long it was. I don't want to misquote, but it's been a long time in prayer. And here they are. They are finally free. Their prayers are answered in miraculous, amazing, incredible ways that just so clearly showed the hand of God. And yet almost as soon as they were freed and that the, the threat that was behind them was no longer there, almost immediately they began complaining. They said, I would rather be in slavery than be in this desert. At least there we had homes. We had beds. We had food. We had water. At least that was better. Why, why are we not back in slavery? And we read that. And I don't know. I think, you know, it's so easy to read the Bible and just judge people. Be like, really? That's what you did here? Okay, come on. Aren't You, you should be more grateful. Don't you see what God did for you? <laughs> but, you know. We so easily can look from the outside at someone's story and judge it and think that that we're separate from that. But most of the time when you're judging, you should uh, actually take a second look 
and put yourself in those shoes and, and in circumstances maybe you're currently in in your life and think about how you would respond in that or how maybe how you have been responding in a similar situation. And I think this is true of here. You know, it's so easy to judge them and be like, wow, how could you get to this place of complaining so quickly? But we do this. And I think what happens is when we're promised the promised land, (laughs) in our minds, once we're free, once we're on our way to the promised land, we imagine that it would be perfect, that peace would be there and abundance and joy and freedom. And it's going to be so good. And we're going to feel so good. And this thing we've been waiting for is finally here. We're on our way. We're going. This is going to be amazing. The anticipation of the journey is so excited, right? And that's all that's in our minds. And so I think that's what was in their minds. They, they just thought, okay, once, once we're free, that's it. We're, we're good. We're golden. That's all we need is the freedom. But they missed, like so many of us do, that the promised land, it is good. It is amazing. It is worth it. It is full of abundance. It is full of prosperity. It is full of God's goodness. But to get there, it will always take sacrifice and battles. And so think about it. Like they, they were in the desert, right? They, they're wandering in the desert. And I don't know if you've heard people talk about this recently. It wasn't until like the past year I heard someone say that the, the actual journey from Egypt to where they were going, I can't remember the exact amount of days, but it was literally like less than a month. It was like, I want to say 14 days to get from where they left Egypt into the promised land. But, right, if you remember, it took them 40 years. What? (laughs) What? That is insane. And that's because of their hearts and their attitudes. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But so you think about it, like they're in the desert. It's hot. Their feet are tired. They don't have an abundance of water or an abundance of food. They don't have beds, right? There is actual inconveniences. They have left behind, although they are no longer in slavery, they have left behind some conveniences, some comforts, right? Sometimes what what we're living in feels kind of comfortable, even though we know there's more and that more we know is better, but the, the place right here that we are has some comfort to it that we don't always want to readily give up. And so they were making some real sacrifices. They had left their homes. They had left that semblance of comfort. They had left the the readily available food and water and they were in the desert wandering. And so that sacrifice is real. But in order to get to the promised land, in order to get to that, that big thing that God had for them, the good thing that was coming, which, you know, don't get me wrong, promised land is never going to be perfect. Like, you know, we talked about prosperity and abundance and good things, but it doesn't mean it's perfect. No, no, no. But we're not going to talk about that today. Just don't hear me wrong there. But there is goodness along with, you know, the, the struggle of every season. There is goodness in the promised land. But to get to the promised land, this is what was required. It's to give up some of these comforts, some of these things. And so I realized, like, that's what's happening with me. Like, 
this promised land is coming, right? This new home, this new season with our family. Like, you know, I know, you know, I'm probably skewing this in my mind because I just want to dream like it's going to be beautiful and crystal clear and just lovely. But I I keep dreaming of this maternity leave I'm going to take and this time where I just get to slow down and be with my baby and be with my kids and my family. And I'm sure it's not going to be easy because a newborn seasons rarely are, or maybe we got really spoiled with my daughter because she was actually pretty easy. My son was not. So this is a wild card child. But I just keep thinking of this promised land in our new house. It's getting to slow down. The holidays will be upon us. You know, babies do November 4th. So we'll have, you know, Thanksgiving right after that and Christmas. And those are the two months that I'll, get, you know, get to kind of slow down. And I'm just so excited for that time. But to get to that promised land, it does require sacrifices. It requires giving up some comfort. It requires pushing myself a little bit more. It requires letting go. And, you know, I've, I've started to think of that, you know, not, not just the things that I've, you know, I listed of the things that are, that are a struggle right now in terms of feeling like this in between and the chaos of packing and the the home not being in place and, you know, all those things I talked about. But also I've started to think about some of the things that I really do love about this house that I'm going to miss. And, like, oh man, you know, we're, we were dreaming of a house, like without a fence, like with just like an open backyard that just led into like wilderness. And, you know, God has given that to us, which is insane and incredible. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss my fence a little bit. I can just throw my kids in the backyard and they're set. They're safe. They don't can't wander. I'm like, I'm going to miss the fence. You know, and I'm thinking about all these little things in my house that, you know, I'm still, I would still choose my new house. I'm still know that God has it for us. It's so good, but there are some things I'm leaving behind. And, and the, the discomfort in the meantime of being in this unsettled place is part of the sacrifices it's going to take to get to this promised land. And I know this example is kind of silly, right? Like people are going through so much heavier things, like the trials that they have to go through, the sacrifices they have to make to get to the promised land. I mean, talk about like a healing journey as we're stepping into the academy. You know, these women are making a ton of sacrifices to to try and grasp hold of this healing that God has for them, right? They have sacrificed their money. They're sacrificing lots of time, right? For the coaching calls, for the homework, all of the things we do. They're sacrificing some of the comfort, right? Because there is a comfort that comes with just living in with what is there, right? Like anxiety and depression is not comfortable, but to try and step out of that, to have the courage to try and get past it, it is uncomfortable, Like, you know, all those questions come into your mind. What if things never change? What if they get worse? What if this is hopeless? Because once you start trying, you, you, you run the risk of seeing of like, well, now I'm trying and nothing's getting better. So now what, right? If you just stay in the comfortable place, it can feel like, well, you know, if I were to try, if I were to, to finally get some therapy, if I were to finally get some coaching, if I were to finally get plugged into a church, then I know things would get better. But once you start doing those things and maybe... It doesn't come as fast as you imagine. That that That's a risk. It takes courage to face that possibility. And so these women, 
you know, are seeking this promised land that God has for them. And their sacrifices are far more, they far exceed what I'm talking about here. This is just like a, a small, silly example that's happening in my life right now. But I know for some of you, the promised land and the sacrifices to get there, and we haven't even talked about the battles yet, they are, they are so much bigger, so much more real. And I share all of this because I hope it encourages you that just because you see God answering things, just because you see hope, it doesn't mean that right now needs to be good or perfect or easy. Actually, the fact that it's not is probably evidence that you are moving towards the promised land. And and let's talk about the battles, the, the other side of it. So it requires sacrifices. They left behind things that were comfortable. But then they also had to step into battles. You know, after the 40 years when they finally got to this promised land, you know, they, they sent spies into the land, this, this land that God had promised them. And the spies came back and said, uh, we are not going here. There are giants that live in the land. Like there, there's no way that we can go into this land. We're out. We're done. This is over. They were terrified. And so think of it like they had spent 40 years trying to get here. So long, so much hope, so much work. Oh my goodness, what a journey. They're finally here and they they peek over in and they see, oh my goodness, we're going to have to do some major battles that we do not feel equipped for. We feel um, too small for. We we know we're going to be defeated. So, you know, this, I don't think this is really the promised land because look at what we, what is before us. Look at what we're going to have to overcome to get this promised land. And I think that's where some of you are at. You know, you you can see it. You've you've been battling. You've been sacrificing. Want like going on this journey for so long, and you finally get to this place where you're so close. You can taste that promise, that answered prayer. It's it's right there. You can see it. But there's just a major battle right there in your face, waiting. And to you, it's a sign that wow, this actually maybe maybe I heard God wrong. Wow, actually maybe this isn't for me. Well, actually maybe I can't do this. But really, all that's that's in between you and the promised land is fighting that battle. And if God has promised you the land, you will be successful in the battle. You have the victory. But it can be so easy to look at the giants and think, um, no, I'm out. I can't do this. But, you know, luckily, in our story of the Israelites, Joshua and Caleb said, guys, remember who our God is. Remember what he did for us to get us out of Egypt. Remember how he's been providing all through these 40 years. Why do you think we can't do this? Like, it's not on us. It's on God. And and that's the truth. Whatever battle is before you, it's on God. He led you to this place. He promised you this land. And all you need to do is rely on him easier said than done, I know, but you got to rely on his strength to get into the promised land. And actually, because I was, I was thinking like, okay, why, why is this the way it is? Like, why does God make it so that the promised land requires sacrifice and battle? Because I don't like it. Like, can't I just like get the promise and it's just, you know, like a genie, like right there, 
there's my answered prayer. Boom. And I'm, you know, I'm sure in some instances it is, but the bigger, the bigger things, the promised lands coming, most of them require the sacrifice and the battle. And so I'm like, why, why God, why is it this way? But, you know, reading about the Israelites and understanding them a little bit more and therefore understanding myself, you know, I think God needs us to know and to remind us and to make sure that we know that we know that we know at the bottom of our hearts, the, the depths of our souls, that the promised land is only the promised land by way of him. That it wouldn't be the promised land if he wasn't there. And if he, it would, we would not be able to get into the promised land if it weren't for his strength. Because I think otherwise it would be so easy for the promised land to become an idol. The promised land then is, is what we're searching for. Oh, the promised land. It's going to hold our peace. The promised land is going to hold our freedom. The promised land is going to hold all of our provision, everything that we need, everything we've been waiting for. And we could so easily just kind of like cut God out of the equation. It's like, oh, cool, cool gift, God. Awesome. Bye. And, and that's the last time we think him or think of him like that, that this promised land now is what holds our hope. But that's not how it works. Like God is a good father and he gives good gifts to his children and he wants to give you those good gifts. But we cannot begin to rely on those gifts. We cannot make those gifts our God, right? We cannot turn them into idols. We must learn to rely on God alone as we receive his gifts. And the gifts are not the bringer of the hope. The land is not the place of freedom. The land is not what's going to bless us. All of that comes from God and he can do it in the desert and he can do it in the promised land. It does not matter. The gift is still good, but the blessings are from him. The goodness is from him. It is not from the land. And so God has to teach us and and ensure that we are relying on him. We are putting our hope in him and not anywhere else. Because once we place our hope outside of him, oh man, everything gets messed up. Everything. And it's, it's so simple. It's so easy how it happens. It sounds kind of innocuous, like it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But once our hope is outside of God, everything is going to crumble. And God loves us too much to let that happen. And so he gives us our promised land by way of sacrifice and battles. Because we cannot get through that sacrifice. We cannot win those battles without his strength. And that's like why probably in, you know, in part, the Israelites had to wander in the desert for so long is because they had not yet learned that their hope was in God alone. Their hope was not in their circumstances, whether they were in slavery, whether they're in the desert, whether they're in the promised land. None of those, none of those were bad or good. God is a source of good and he can make any of those circumstances good. It doesn't mean there's not struggle. It doesn't mean it's not hard, but he is the bringer of hope. He is the bringer of blessings. And in, in the midst of any of those spaces, he can bring what they need. And I think also like on this journey, he wants to grow us through it. You know, if you think about growth, every kind of growth requires sacrifice and battles. Every kind of growth, like even thinking of like a, a baby, right? 
as they grow, you know, when they're a baby, they get to be cozy. They get to be carried around. Their every cry gets to be answered. They get everything they need and want, and they they have to give nothing in return, right? That they're just a lump of cuteness, and you know, sometimes not that cute at first, actually. So they give they give really nothing. <laughs> And then as they grow older, they grow into toddlers and big kids, slowly they have to give much of that up, right? Now, now they're getting, like if we were to call it the promised land, they're getting lots of good stuff, right? They get to eat solids. Yes, hallelujah to that, right? They get to go and play on the playground, right? They get to be more independent. They get to watch a little screen time here and there, right? They get to have some choices in what they eat, what they wear, they get to go on roller coasters. My three-year-old just got to go on his first roller coaster this week. He just loved it. I'm so happy for him. You know, so there's there's so much growth that happens. There's so much good that's there. The promised land of ice cream, pizza, right? Mickey Mouse. But along with that growth, there was also sacrifices that needed to be made. They don't get to be carried around anymore. They don't just get to cry and get whatever they want. And if you're giving your toddler everything they want when they cry, then we got some, we got some talking to do. They, they have to, you know, help out around the house. They have to pick up their room. They have to help bring their dish to the sink. You know, and that's just the beginning. After that, you know, it, it continues. You know, and then you even think of like becoming a parent, right? Like the first stage of becoming a parent, we give up our bodies, we sacrifice them to create these children, which is amazing, but not always easy. And then we go through labor, childbirth, and then breastfeeding, right? We're continuing to give up our bodies. We're sacrificing them for this greater good. And we become parents. And of course, so much blessings, promised land, right? We have these amazing children. We have a family. We get to pour into them. We get to, we get to do this thing we're called to do. And that's so fulfilling and so amazing. And yet, as we become parents, we all know we give up so much freedom. <laughs> I mean, can you remember what it felt like to not have children? It is very, very hard to imagine. Just when you get home from work, you can do whatever you want every day. Or when you wake up in the morning on a weekend, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I just, I can't, I can't even imagine it. Uh, maybe you have older kids. Maybe you're back to that place and, uh, you know, well, I'll get there someday. But that's what happens. Like we grow into becoming parents. There's so much good, but there's so much sacrifice. And so we need to make sure that we are viewing the promised land from this lens. We can't get it twisted. Because if we just look at the promised land as it's supposed to come easy and it's supposed to just be filled with goodness, the land of milk and honey, right? All the easy things, then we are not going to be able to enter it, right? If the Israelites never got out of that phase of complaining and they were just stuck in this place and never grew and never learned that they needed to sacrifice and they needed to step into the battles, they never would have gotten into the promised land. And think about it too, like the Israelites, you know, very shortly before they started complaining, had just, just seen the absolute insane, miraculous hand of God, right? The, the plagues, 
that, that freed them. And then the Red Sea parting and they walked across on dry land. And then the sea came back over the Egyptians that were chasing them and they were free. Like what? This is all insane. They had just seen that. They walked across a sea on dry ground. And five minutes later, they're complaining. So they completely lost sight of how they got there. Because if they remembered for a minute how they got to the place where they, they were in in the desert, even if there was no water or food, if they remembered for a minute how they got there, instead of complaining, they would be praying. Hey, our God is a provider. Hey, our God got us out of this. And wow, look at how his hand worked. He can do anything. I'm sure he could provide us food and water. And maybe if they had started to pray instead of complain, they might have skipped out on those 40 years and gotten there in those 14 days. And again, it can be so easy to judge, but you got to turn this back on yourself. I want you to think about where is there a promised land that you've been praying for in your life that you've been waiting for? And you're on the journey to get there. And you know God is, is answering. And you know that it's coming. But where have you been complaining about the journey? Instead of praying and trusting that your Father in heaven who can do anything will provide everything you need on that journey. So I want you to confess that to God right now. God, I'm, I'm sorry that I've chosen complaining. I'm sorry I forgot about who you are. You're Jehovah Jireh. You can take care of everything. You're the ultimate provider. I need not worry. This is part of the journey you have for me to get to the promised land. And don't forget, remember that as you are going to the promised land, it will require sacrifice and battle. And that does not mean that you're not headed to the promised land. That does not mean that God has left you. Does not mean there's something wrong with you. That is how we get to the promised land. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you are such a good father that gives amazing gifts to his kids. God, I just pray for everyone listening, God, that as they are on this journey towards these answered prayers, God, these gifts you have for us, God, I pray you would give them courage for the journey, strength for the journey. I pray that that you would help turn their complaining into praise, God, into prayer, God, that, that they would learn to press into you more when they hit those rocky paths and they're thirsty and they're hungry. God, they remember who you are, how you've brought them to this place and where you're going to bring them, God. And I pray that for myself included, we could all cling to that belief all of the time so that we don't just start complaining and we don't look around wondering where you are. We know you're right here with us and you're going to take care of every one of our needs. God, I thank you that we can trust you with that. God, I thank you for the promises that are coming and the growth that is coming, God, that requires the sacrifice. It's all worth it, God. And we just, we thank you that you know all things and you're, you're working all things together for our good, God. And oh man, I'm glad we're not in charge of that. You are so, so good and we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. 
This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.